1: Welcome back, companions, to the Lucky Die. Previously, Alice bows under royal pressure. Rao receives affirmation he did a good thing, and Sultana makes her father proud. Sharing was caring as the group, including Demi, shared small snippets of their past as they relaxed on the long voyage down the river. Or at least until the flaming skeleton arrived. What happened to the half elf woman? Did that creature come from Chatvok? And will they encounter any other ever-present threats on this short trip? I guess we're about to find out. Welcome back to The Lucky Die. after the events of the big flaming skeleton guy you see in the distance about midday, you see a town you can see from where you are that this town is, it doesn't have a wall per se, but it has a moat a very deep moat and as you approach you become aware that all these houses are they're up on stilts this is a place where all the pathways are just waterways. They're small, they're narrow. You can see that there's a little bit of pavement around some of these buildings, but not a lot. You can see there are lots of bridges here. You can see lots and lots of smaller boats. This is a very, very busy place. This is a very busy place and what looks like some sort of marshland by the sea. And as you guys get further into the city itself, you can see the sea. It's a beautiful day. There are near a cloud in the sky. As you approach the dock on the sea, you notice in looking around that this particular building is probably the largest here in Chatvok. It's the Dockmasters building, as the little captain explains to you. And as you look around, seeing the site, seeing the heights that some of these buildings have been built, you notice that north of Chatvok there is uh, a hill of sorts. And on top of this hill you see a very large chapel, a large stone chapel and even from here you can see the stained glass window and in its window you notice there is iconography of an eye which some of you may know denotes Savras as you approach Demi turns to you and says well we're supposed to be meeting like uh is contact here you know I squash squash the guy unfortunately um he doesn't seem to be responding to any of my messages and I don't really know where he is I can't seem to get a hold of him and we're supposed to meet him at the dog, but he's not going to meet us at the dog because he's not responding to my messages and he really is normally good at this stuff, but it could be because, you know, he's a little bit uh, indisposed at the moment. I mean, I'm not saying he's dead. I'm pretty sure he's not dead, but I'm pretty sure he's not able to respond to me, which means he's probably either high or he's doing something he shouldn't be. So there you go.
2: Okay.
3: Well, what do you suggest we do then?
1: I know what I want to do. Yeah, but we, we have to do our thing first. You remember that, right? We have to go do make sure the thing is the thing first. We have to figure out what's going on. Right, and we know that there's a portal here. We just don't know where. And most of the people here seem, well, actually, well, actually, I would like all of you to either roll a perception or an investigation.
3: Give you two guesses, which one I'm picking?
1: Perception.
4: Yes, perception. You nailed it for ten.
1: Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> Did someone just come? What's going on? That's a crit. That's a twenty-seven. <laughs>
2: I got a seven, but it doesn't even matter. Jesus Christ. Also, Art. yes, I did. Literally, literally chill, dude.
4: <laughs> Is that the first one? In on the ages.
2: Podcast?
1: The first Nat 20? That's not the first Nat 20 in the podcast.
3: No. In, for, no.
1: Oh, For, for Balance?
3: No. maybe in, No, in ages. It's been a while. In age,
1: it's been a while. We all we all sit back in awe as Balance opens his eyes for once and has a look around. <laughs> what does Balance um, see
3: with his eyes?
1: With your elven eyes, you see. (laughs) (laughs) You see a lot of people down here by the dock. You notice that they are, well, they're not dock workers. They're not what you'd expect, you know, kind of like the, the normal city dwellers would be. These people seem to be, you look at Zoltana, you look at them, and then you spot it. Some of these guys are wandering around with double one tattoos on their arms or on their legs, or on their chests, or proudly displayed on their backs. They seem to be moving around the dock, very ordered, very paced. You notice that the people on the streets, too, are either double ones, or they're being ordered around by double ones. You notice that everyone here is armed. They are either carrying, and blatantly arms. they're either carrying swords or hammers or daggers. Every single person here is armed to the teeth. They are ready to fight whatever is coming. You notice that the things on the docks aren't just the normal trading supplies of like cloth and materials and stuff like that. These are food, these are water, this is armor, this is armaments. Everything here seems to be structured and ordered. There doesn't seem to be the usual give and take that you would see in a marketplace like come by this way, come by that where. Everything is structured, everything is ordered. This, and as you notice as you've been traveling through the city of Chatvok itself, Everything here is under some sort of martial order. Mm. As you approach the dock, as you begin to moor up, you hear something yelling in the background. What are they hearing, Grim? As we bring in our first guest, which is Grim, what are they hearing when they hear your character approach? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> balance you see this immediately um Raujack, you hear this pronouncement of doom Sultana you're not quite sure you heard something you're not really sure exactly what's going on but yeah you do notice an odd person with a tattoo it's not completely unusual but so blatantly whatever but yes as you guys tie and more up you see what do you see approaching the dock
5: there is a, a naked gnome running down the hill, sprinting down the hill, full speed, <laughs> being pursued by uh, another gnome wielding a uh, a cloak well, or no, like it looks more like a curtain or a rug. Can attempting to Can you to probably?
1: Can you explain like the hair of this gnome, please? Uh, Which one? His gnome.
5: No, it's uh He's got a. Uh, he's got his white hair in a uh, in a kind of. Of almost like a, a friar tuck kind of thing where he's got like long hair around the sides, bald on top. Uh, at the moment, it's all out of... Um, it. You know, Regardless of how it's supposed to look normally, it's just kind of frizzed out in all directions. So he's kind of got this almost like uniform Mohican around the outside of his head all just stuck straight up in the air. Uh,
1: you guys also notice that there is a gnome chasing after him. This gnome is carrying a cloak, uh, a very large cloak, and he seems to be intently running after this white-haired, somewhat naked gnome yelling doom with a, a dark cloak and he himself has long, dark hair which has been tied up into a bun on the top of his head and he seems to be chasing down this small, this other gnome but not being able to keep up quite as fast. And this gnome appears at the dock as you are tying up.
5: He is uh, running forward, expouting that everyone is doomed. So he just goes running past, pointing at people in the crowd and going, doomed, you're doomed, you're all doomed. Um, Balance turns to Demi. Is that normal here?
1: I haven't been to Chakvok before. Otherwise, I'd be able to teleport to Chakvok, I don't know any places. This, um, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say no.
4: Hmm. Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that maybe that person knows something that we should know about the doom.
2: Now, why would you think that they actually know about the doom? Is and are not just. Like, legitimately insane. Because
4: he's motivated enough about it to be running around naked, so...
3: I mean, Doomsayers aren't that uncommon at the end of world events sort of thing. There's always people spouting the end of the world nonsense.
1: Your boat has tied up now at this point. And the gnome is standing almost patiently waiting for you as you see the other gnome kind of hit the end of the dock and about to run towards his companion.
3: Art wants to do something, (laughs) but... (laughs) <laughs> Balance would be that guy that would just walk past and not pay any attention.
1: That's fine. You can attempt to. It's,
3: it's like with homeless people, just just turn away, don't look, don't make eye contact. <laughs>
5: so you attempt to walk past him on the dock now, eh?
3: Yeah, we're walking past on, on balances anyway, he just gets up on the dock and walk past, just turns, waits for everyone else to come.
5: Okay. The um as you, as he's he's running around the scooter, like, doom, doom he runs up towards Ooh, which one of you? Who's in the front?
1: Balance. He just steps onto the dock.
5: Okay. He uh, he suddenly turns to look at you and just goes... <gasps> <gasps> he's like weight wielding both hands as if like, you know, your <laughs> level of doom far exceeds anyone else's level of doom that he's been gesturing at so far. <laughs> and he runs up and throws himself upon your leg and just grabs hold of your leg. And it's like, you're doomed. Everyone is doomed.
3: Um, I beg your pardon, sir. Please get off.
1: At this point, the other gnome has arrived and is attempting to pull the other gnome off of uh, off of your leg, trying to okay. wrap the cloak around him.
5: He's hanging on pretty hard. Well.
4: It would appear that you are doomed, balance. Yes, very funny. Can you get him off, please?
2: Yeah, I'm trying, sir. You know what? Him being doomed that makes a lot of sense. Like way too much sense.
3: <laughs> Thanks. I now, appreciate that.
1: Now, now, Brother Titus, you have you have to get off of the poor oh god. I'm really sorry about this. You have to get off of him. Come on, and you see him like wrestling the other gnome off.
5: Yeah. So I just step steps back in a, in a in a more dignified position. I don't step back. I know what I'm doing.
1: Uh, uh, you see the gnome trying to put the cloak around him.
5: Uh, uh, are you sure you know what you're doing? Of course, I know exactly what I'm doing. I know everything. Ugh. I know you. I know you. And he turns around and points at someone in the crowd and goes, "And I know you. Um, and you're all doomed."
1: I'm really sorry about this. He normally has a purpose for these things. It's only started recently, but he normally has a purpose for these things. I promise. I, I sometimes it just takes a little time. I'm sorry. I'm. Tre- I'm. I'm. I'm Trevor. Nice to meet you. And the uh, the other gnome puts his hand out to balance.
3: Balance pauses a moment and then holds a hand out and shakes and says, "Marix, pleasure to meet you."
1: Make a deception check.
3: Sure, uh, with a plus two because leadership.
1: Sure.
4: Uh, Twenty-four.
1: Ah, nice to meet you, Marix.
4: Um, what is the doom? Yes, I'm quite <laughs> curious.
1: You see, Trevor just like face palm.
4: The, the gnome, he
5: he stands up slightly straighter and his eyes kind of go slightly out of focus. And he says, they will return and one shall fall. The second comes back at God's tremble. The blissful eclipse will make it threefold. We can't face this alone. This is foretold. And his eyes kind of come back into focus again.
1: That's like poetry or some shit.
4: Must be apocalypse stuff, maybe.
1: Yes, um, everything recently has been about the apocalypse or people being doomed or... Actually, I think you spoke one time about someone being saved. Why don't you give them a happy prophecy? And you see Trevor just, like, shake Titus.
5: Okay, Indeed, I could use some happiness. He goes, hmm, happiness. Uh, he, He kind of stares up in the sky, kind of flexes his muscles and kind of strains for a minute, and then he looks back at you and says, I see... I see... A message, a tiding, a greeting, a dove, a white dove. From darkness stone deep. This I think is to do with you. With who? He points at you, he's like, you, not not him, you.
4: Me. Yes, you. Do you know anything about doves? Balance.
1: <laughs> Make a history check. Seventeen. Yes. Glad tidings and doves rings a bell. And the bell it rings is of the noble houses in dwarven and elven society that would often release doves with um, with their wing tips dyed to denote a marriage. Ooh, balance.
5: Anyway, while you're mulling that one over, um- yeah, balance is standing there like all struck. Yeah. So he reaches up and like pats you on the thigh because he can't reach your shoulder. And uh, <laughs> next he turns turns to roll. And he, he points to him and says, you, you must follow your head, not your heart, or you will never see the sunset again.
3: his eyes go wide. Hmm.
1: I'm really sorry. Um, <laughs> I can't always control. I can't control him at all. I'll be moving him along. Possibly.
3: No, no, please. Why don't you stick around for a moment longer?
1: Uh, okay. Is there any more doom? Is there anything else? Perhaps we could just go, Titus. I think you're making these nice new people very uncomfortable.
5: He's <laughs> like, well, of course, they're all doomed. And he starts oh, getting all worked okay. up again.
1: Okay. Um, wait, come, come, wait, come wait, wait,
2: wait, wait. Why do they get personalized prophecies and I don't?
5: He uh, he, he, t- he turns to you and goes, oh, yes, you two. Hmm, let me see. And he just starts kind of straining himself again and looking at uh, kind of closes his this, eyes.
1: As he's straining, like, the third time round, you just see, like, Trevor just grabbing this cloak and just putting it around him to provide you with some sort of dignity.
5: <laughs> he, 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 he looks at his eyes and says, I see you flying in the darkness. Actually, all of you. All of you in darkness, flying. And you're going somewhere together, sailing through the darkness. And I see something huge behind you and something huge in front of you. But that's not very helpful, is it? Let me try again. And he just strains himself once more.
1: <laughs> <sighs> it's <just> so bad. <laughs>
3: I'm enjoying this immensely right now.
1: I'm
2: loving this so much. <laughs> yeah.
5: And then he just—he he looks back at me. I see, I see, I see someone in white, a knight or oh, no, not not a knight, just no, paper paper knight, a paper knight maybe, maybe, or someone wearing paper. Do you know a knight wearing paper? Call me. Yeah.
2: And uh, not that I'm aware of.
5: Okay. I see him wearing someone wearing. Wearing paper, and they will forgive you. I'm afraid that's all I know.
2: Oh, that's a uh,
1: that's probably good. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I his his for his fortunes uh, I just want to throw them out there. They're not always specific. Quite often, they're kind of vague, but. They're also all usually true.
5: They're all extremely specific.
1: No, 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 that 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 whole like big thing behind behind in front of was not very specific at all.
5: It is. They were very big.
1: Are
3: you two from the temple that's on the top of the hill there?
1: Yes. Yes. Um, I used to be the librarian at Savras's temple, actually. Not anymore. I'm. I'm his keeper. You see him like look a little bit deflated. Yes.
3: Yes. But you two worship Savras?
5: We are with Savras, yes. May we enter your temple? May we join you? Um You may, but not yet. There is something you must do first. All of you and he stands up proud and encompasses you with his arms again. Like you you have a very important mission. This is a mission that supersedes all other duties and events you may need for. You must and I say this again you must you must find the fruit of empty shallows.
4: Like fruit in water? Did someone drop fruit in the water? I'm afraid that's all I can see. Fruit in the water.
5: And what is the importance of this? It's needed. You must find this person. And they have something for you. They can they can show you the way.
1: Um, perhaps we, if you want to go to the temple, you're more than welcome to. It's a little dangerous. Like, really dangerous.
3: Is Balance looks around to make sure that there's nobody, like, overhearing our conversation.
1: I'm gonna let you ride the Nat 20. Nah.
5: There's a naked gnome screaming in the square. I suppose there's a lot of people Right, here. everybody's <laughs> clearing out.
1: It's almost Riding on Natural 20, a lot of people are giving this gnome a wide berth. Either they are terrified of the words he's about to say, or they just don't want to be near a small naked gnome.
3: Gotcha. And just in kind of a bit of a whisper, Balance just says, are you too aware that Savras is dead?
1: Trevor looks at Titus.
5: Yes, yes. Yes, we I am I am absolutely very much completely aware.
0: Do you know where the portal is? Yes. Can you take us?
5: Yes. Now Once you have the fruit of empty shadows.
0: Fuck Um <laughs> What the fuck does that mean?
1: Well, I don't think to have a look at the portal they need it right away. Cause you've been talking about this fruit thing for a while now. True.
5: Yeah. And he kind of stands and says, "Of course, yes, you can look at it. You can, like, you know, paint a picture and like look at it, and we can stand around and and like kind of stare in awe at the emptiness." But Are the is... infernals or celestials near it? Oh yes, oh yes.
3: And whatever this item is that we're to, or person we're to be looking for, is to be of aid in dealing with this.
5: Yes, yes. There is a uh, there is a very specific item we need. This item must be brought back, and the only person who knows how to get to this item is the fruit of empty shallows
3: balance looks at Demi with wide eyes
1: um well uh, did you say that this uh, fruit of empty shallows is a person yes ah well then that's really easy except I think he's unavailable right now because I tried to contact him earlier but he wasn't around or able to be understood I, I don't really know
5: It's the squash person you were talking about. The answer is yes. That sounds like him.
3: Do you know where he is?
5: Uh, He's around here somewhere. I think if you go and he spins around in a circle and goes, that way, you will find him.
3: I look in the direction he's pointing.
1: He's pointing out to sea. (laughs)
5: Are you sure about that? He closes his eyes and spins in a circle and points again. He's like, that way, I'm sure.
1: This time he is actually pointing inland. He's pointing towards um, a set of buildings. He's pointing to a set of buildings near the church itself.
3: In the mental link, balance, balance is going to say, um,
2: thoughts? I think this guy is crazy.
4: Well <laughs> I mean, where else are we supposed to look? We don't really have anywhere else to go. Anyone else to go on? I mean... If anyone knows anything, it's the person trying to warn everybody, right? You would think? I have been
3: told that there are seers and such who have insights into the future and things of the sort. Um, also, for the record, while we're here, uh, call me Merrick, not balance. Okay.
2: Sure, whatever floats your boat.
3: I'd rather just be careful while we're in uh, enemy territory. Malant? No, Marix.
4: Mar- Marix.
3: M-A-R-I-X.
4: Marix. Okay.
3: It's an old name I used to use when I would go undercover. Cute. There's a few of them. That's just the big one I use. Right. So out of the link. Right. Um. Would you be able to perhaps lead us? Uh, see ya. Is that a proper title to address
5: you by? You may call me Titus. Titus. Very well. That's what everyone else calls me.
2: Is that because it is, in fact, your name?
5: <laughs> yes, that's right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Zoltana just kind of looks at balance and, like, rolls her eyes. <laughs> I roll count one.
3: Would you be able to lead us t- to wherever it is this person is supposed to be? No. That's not very helpful.
1: Not everyone has to be
2: helpful.
5: I'm very helpful.
1: Right, okay. some some of us are just here to, you know, help and guide. Um, maybe you should come up to the, the temple he prophesies that the four of you would be here and that you'd be able to help us with uh, the problem that we have <laughs> what, what kind of problem <laughs> you know the <laughs> the death of a god kind of problem
5: oh, world ending you can see it's, it's smiling through gritted teeth yeah.
2: uh, well I don't know if we can like do anything about your god being dead
4: well we do need to fix the portal yeah
1: no, that's, that's
2: I mean, too that, to work yeah that. but that's not going to make the god not dead
4: but the god being dead is a problem, right?
2: Yeah, probably.
5: It yeah, it would be. Yeah. It's definitely a problem. It's not a deal.
4: Perhaps we can learn something in the temple. I don't know. While we are waiting on the other person, I or figure out how to find him, then I don't see why not. Sure, let's go to the temple then.
1: Okay. Uh come on, Titus. And you see the uh Trevorone put his arm around Titus? Um and kind of roughly guide him up to the temple itself. Um, you cross a couple of bridges. You walk along a few pathways. Um, the all three of you—well, balance noticed this before, but all three of you now begin to notice the increased presence of everything being very ordered here. Nobody seems to be wandering absentmindedly anywhere. As you make your way up towards the temple, Titus randomly points his fingers at people and yells that their doom is coming or gives them something very specific like beware the red-headed man, that kind of stuff. Sometimes exceptionally vague, sometimes very specific, but always with the words doom. Um, You guys make your way up to the temple. Your feet touch solid ground um, as you make your way up this pathway. The building itself is huge. It's three stories high at least you can see the glass stained glass window is at least two stories and you see many icons uh, icons of Savras, of him ascending from humanity into godhood when you get closer you notice that there is a lot of movement coming from behind the glass and as you get to the large double doors you notice that there is an increased presence you notice that there are at least two double ones standing here holding large hammers, you notice there are two acolytes of Savras um, adorned in armour, both holding swords at the ready. And as they notice Titus and Trevor approach, they bow, they open the door and let you through. As you step into this large area, this large central place of worship, it's not difficult to notice that in front of you there is a lot of people but these people just aren't right and as you kind of get a better glance at them as you see the light coming through the various windows you notice they're slightly translucent none of them are fully corporeal and they all come from different ages throughout your different times throughout your history balance you would notice that some of these people are wearing these. some of these elves are wearing elven works that are thousands of years old probably way way back when thousands of years old sultana you notice it's exactly the same with the dwarves that are here these are th- things that have either gone out of fashion many many hundreds of years ago or are just simply not known how to make anymore you notice that there are humans elves half elves gnomes dwarves goliaths half orcs You notice that there are tieflings here, you notice that there are tabaxi here, you notice that there are a whole other range of creatures that you can't even give give names to right now. And they're all semi-translucent, they are all carrying weapons, and they're all standing around what is not at all easily missed, even a natural one could not miss this. In front of you there is a large portal, this portal is 15 foot in diameter. You can see that this portal has a slight shimmer to it. The shimmer is dark reds and purples and blacks. And on the other side, you can see corporeal counterparts of the incorporeal ones on this side. And you see them fighting against hordes of infernals, large creatures that just seem to want to maim and gore. You see some of those fire skeletons that you fought before. You see a lot of... A lot of fiends coming this way, ripping their way apart. And you notice as, let's call them the Honorable Undead, are fighting on that side of the portal. You notice that when they get knocked down, they just fizzle out of existence. But you also see them off in the distance, running back, back towards this and joining in the fray once again. This is what you guys see when you enter the Temple of Savras.
4: That's the portal there.
1: Yeah, kind of
2: figured.
4: And <laughs> we're supposed to, to close that?
2: Yep. Yeah. How? Uh,
5: well, first you need to go and get a very special item. That's where you need to see my friend, the Fruit of Empty Shallows. Uh, he'll take you to the item, and then you can bring it back. It's a it's an orb you're looking for. It's a very pow- very powerful, very useful orb, and it can close portals. Well, a portal.
1: Um. Well, the orb itself is um. <laughs> he's a little bit lost in the information that he has since well whatever happened to him. Um, the orb itself, from the description that he's been given, it's it's a relic of Savras. It's his orb. It's his future seeing orb. I did a little digging. I am the head librarian, of course. <laughs> Did a little digging. It's uh, it'll have to be destroyed to close the portal because the portal is linked to Mhm. Hmm. Huh.
5: I pat Trevor on the head and go. He's a good student. He'll learn one day.
1: You see, Trevor just roll his eyes. Aww.
5: But uh, yeah, as you can see, the uh, the honored dead are standing righteously to fight the uh, and protect our lands. Um, but as you can see, they are falling. So time is of the essence.
1: The are dead.
2: This is all very strange.
1: We've taken to calling them that. Um, they don't really like being called undead. Um, they have come through from, you know, the Plane of Bellum of Fighting to this one just to help protect us. So we should probably not refer to them as undead, the things that are evil raised by necromancer sort of things, because uh, they're kind of not.
4: They're spirits of people? Yes, they are. People that have come through the portal.
1: Yes. Um. Yeah. That plane there is Bellum. That's that's the fighting plane. That's the, the plane of fighting the infernals. <laughs> and some of them have stepped through to this plane to help defend it. Should they break through? Because uh, they kind of have on occasion. We we let a really big fire one go. We couldn't really seem to stop it. Really, it just like tore through our defences and many of them. Well, they probably died. They went to oblivion. Yes, died. we had
3: to deal with that one ourselves.
1: You did. I'm awfully sorry.
3: Yeah, it actually went down pretty easily. It's fine. Ah,
1: oh, well, <laughs> all's well that will end as well. And then you sit, kind of look at the portal, and actually kind of regret saying those words. Um, <laughs> um, I did a little research into this ritual of closing passing portals, as they're known. Um, we have to get relics related to each of the gods and bring them to the portal, and it's kind of used a bit like a. I don't know how well do any of you know medicine? No medicine. No. Nope. Yeah, you know. But um, you know, not not everyone is imbued with magic powers. Myself, I uh, I'm more of a book learning person, uh, but I know a bit about you know mundane healing. Um, there's a thing I think it's called a suture. Um, you put something in the wound, and then it uh helps to heal. This is essentially what's going to happen to the relic. As soon as it gets to the portal, we have to say some words, make sure it's held in place on both sides, and then uh, it should close. That's uh well. Passing portals have never really happened, so it's still just theory. Actually, I'm sorry, did
3: you say that it needed to be held on both sides?
1: <laughs> yeah, you picked that up, huh? <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm um, one for picking up on little details. Are you insinuating that someone essentially has to be sealed within Bellum?
1: You see him look at Titus, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Could we not have one of these... uh Honoured dead perform the job?
1: You see him shake his head. No. No, they have to be spirits of the living. Uh Uh-oh. Why? Well, you know, it's all about sacrifice, closing portals and, you know, stopping celestials and infernals and whatever it is that's in the stalking plane from flowing out. It's all about life and essence and energy. It's repairing a literal hole in the fabric of space between the different planes. It all requires life. And death. And that too, yes. And death.
5: Sometimes the pain and suffering as well.
1: Yeah, well, we try not to remember that part. It's all about the uh, good part, right, Titus?
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's good parts. Sometimes there's love and all sorts of things, but generally pain Let me up.
2: ask you. Yeah. Does this portal closing ritual require... A willing participant to be on the other side? Uh,
5: yes. Well, there would be certain requirements that would be difficult to force someone to do against their will.
2: Would there be? What exactly do they have to do on the other side?
1: They just need to hold it. Yeah. I mean, okay. it's, it's difficult to hold it on the other side when there are demons trying to attack you, but uh, <laughs> Yeah. Don't worry. I, we, I think we have that covered, from what I've been told. And he gives a side glance at Titus and then back it to you guys. Yes,
5: we we need once we have the orb, we'll be we'll be okay. Are you
3: planning to stand in yourself, Titus? Yes. And you're all right with that.
5: Yes, I've seen it.
3: You've seen that this was how you would. I don't want to say the word, but this is how you would
5: pass. Oh, it's a uh, yeah. I'll uh I'll definitely be enveloped. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to die. I'm quite a powerful and almighty being in my own rights.
4: Indeed. I guess we should get started. Finding the thing?
1: Well yes, the uh, the sooner you find the uh the relic of Severus, the sooner we can close this. And again, he he gives a sidelong glance at Titus. Yeah, um, uh, the undead when they the honoured undead, sorry, the honoured dead when they fall on this side, they uh, they're gone, gone. And unfortunately, a couple of them do slip through. And we lose some very staunch fighters. They are many, but they are not infinite.
5: Cast to oblivion. Not. Yes. Hmm. Tis a terrible fate.
1: Mm. Cool. it's not quite soul fire death but it's uh, it's not pleasant
5: could be argued it's not a terrible fate but
1: yeah semantics
5: it's probably more terrible for the people who know them
1: yeah are you three okay? just uh, thinking balance looks torn are you okay there young sir? and you feel him like tugging on your trouser leg he looks up at you
3: I suppose. Just, (laughs) it amazes me how easily one would give in willingly to sacrifice themselves.
1: Well, when Savras tells you a thing is a thing, you can fight it and eventually do it anyway. Or you can accept it. Some of us have accepted our fate. I mean, with Savras standing there, you kind of can only do as you're told. Mostly.
5: You do a good job of that, Trevor, and he taps him on the head.
3: Yet if the god of fate is deceased, then is there such thing as fate anymore?
1: You see Titus so sorry, you see Trevor again just cast a sidelong glance at Titus and then back to you.
5: Well, yes, you see being, you know, a god of fates and foresight and things, having his uh he was able to interpret and see these things more clearly than us. Um, With his passing, these things don't cease to be. However, the ability to read them is gone. So, yeah, there is less order in the universe. Certain things that should have happened or would be guided to pass are no longer there. But I do have some of his knowledge, which means that I can try and guide the way things should have been. Um, But obviously, as things change, gradually... Uh, little differences and cracks will appear, and gradually everything will shift slightly out of alignment of service's vision. But until that happens, I am still able to impart some of his guidance.
3: Then why do you accept your fate when you know well that you could potentially alter it?
5: That's what I'm trying to do. That's why we need this orb.
3: But is your fate not then to take the orb and to forever be sealed on Bellum?
5: Well, forever is a very long, long term.
3: Yeah. You have a way to get back? Uh,
5: possibly. There may be ways back and forth between the realms. If not, there, there are certain other uses that I could find for my abilities over there. And there are, of course, other yeah, events that uh, have come, will be coming.
3: You have ways to traverse the plains.
1: There have always been ways to traverse the plains. People are able to travel to and fro.
5: People don't usually go to Bellum. It's not a very nice place, but...
3: Are you able to commune across the plains? I am. If we do this orb deal and all that, would you be able to do me a favour?
1: I... And again, you see him glance at Titus. I don't know. I can't promise anything. What are you looking for?
3: There are two people who are deceased that I would wish to speak with, if possible.
0: Are
5: they fighters? Or thinkers? Doers or planners?
3: I know the one is a thinker. More so than me, if possible. The other one, and Balance looks at Rawl with a raised eyebrow, Both. Both then. Fighters and thinkers.
0: Hmm.
1: You are looking for the spirits of the people who are moved on?
3: Yes. There are things that I would wish to speak with both of them about.
1: You see him glance over at Titus again and say, I can't promise I will be here to do that, but if I am, I shall certainly try. Speaking to the dead is a little different. Once they are rested in Bellum or Cicero, it's, there's a chance that they may not be as they once were. Most likely I'll be able to speak with them if they're still on the stalking plane, but how long have your loved ones, I guess, been gone? A year. Then she would have moved on.
4: Mm.
3: The other one has been gone 50 years.
1: Then she has definitely moved on. I'm sorry.
3: Completely outside the realm of possibility then?
1: Not completely, but it will take someone far stronger than I am. And as I said, people change when they move on. They may not be as they once were.
4: I have a friend. Could you maybe figure out where? Where she is?
5: As she said, the uh, fighters tend to go to Bellum, and then.
4: This doesn't make sense. I don't. I don't know where she went. But the. the specter from the stalking plane. He's following me. He would know.
1: Mm,
5: yeah. Yeah, he, he'd probably know. Uh, if you ask him, he could probably give you some
4: detailed information. Could you do that?
1: I could certainly try. Okay. I, I will ask him. Do I have time, Titus? And he turns and looks at him. When they come back, do I have time to help him with that?
5: Well, uh, yeah, we should have, uh, should have a little bit of time. Of course, it depends how close everything is to falling into like doom and and, and failure. Of course, if demons are pouring through the portal, might be a little slow on time. But yeah. It really depends on how these uh, how these guys hang up any kind of gestures to the, the 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 army of dead.
1: Contacting your spectre friend will be a lot easier than trying to find your long dead companions, loved ones. I can certainly try if I have time.
5: I mean, all you need to do is die. It's pretty easy.
3: <laughs> uh, unfortunately, that's not an option for me. Fair enough. At least not one that I would allow. Well, if time is of the essence. I don't even know where to begin.
1: Well, um, I suggest you probably go find the uh, squash, the name that the woman gave to it. And you see just Demi just nod. Well, you better go find this squash person, unless you have other business. And you see him look over at Sultana. Oh, I got lots of business. And not a lot of time, young lady. Yeah,
2: I know. Hey. Do you know a uh, guy named Anorino?
1: Both gnomes would nod.
2: Do you know where I can find them? Yeah. Would you care to tell me?
5: Sure. Uh, you go down to the docks. There's a big house on the right-hand side. And right now, he's on the top floor. But he might be going elsewhere in a minute.
2: Good to know. Thanks.
1: You're quite welcome. You see, Trevor just pat his friend's shoulder. Well, um. Wish you luck.
3: I imagine we're going to need it.
1: Lots of it. Yep. Well, no time like present. Move on. Go. Shoo shoo.
3: We, we, we go? <laughs> Where the fuck are we going? Honorino first or the fucking squash?
1: That is entirely up to you three. I know what Sultana wants to do.
4: Balance. Yes? Sunset. I called it.
2: I I don't understand what's happening.
4: That's what I called Aima.
2: Oh. Um...
3: That gnome said some very, um, some very deep things that he should not know unless he were a seer.
2: Yeah. That gnome was a lot. But now it's time to go see a dwarf about some shit.
3: Right. Been meaning to ask, um... Do you have a plan? It seems that we have sailed ourselves into a hornet's nest that is preparing for a siege.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, so I'm going to interrupt here. Uh, If you're planning on doing something I shouldn't know about, do you want me to go find squash?
3: Do you not need to know about it?
1: Well, if you're going to do something, that means that I would have to... Yes, go find squash. I'm glad to see we understand each other. She nods at you. You see her nod. You see her debate saying something. And then you see her turn to leave as she goes off to, you presume, search for squash. Zoltana starts immediately walking towards the townhouse.
3: Zoltana, do we have a plan here? Are we just just going in?
2: We're winging it.
3: Okay, that's my least favorite plan, but... Okay.
4: Whatever we need to do, whatever you need me to do, just let me know.
2: I need you to be hard.
4: Should I kill them?
2: You might need to. Okay. Be prepared that you might have to kill some people. I want you guys to understand. And I know that you met some double ones when we were in jail. outside jail these people will not fucking hesitate they are worse and I need you to understand that I appreciate you guys coming along with me and helping me and just be prepared
4: okay okay Let's go. I need to figure out this whole sunset thing.
1: Okay. You guys make your way down towards the townhouse. It's by the docks. You arrive and you see this building. It is two stories. It is up and still. It's constructed of stone. You see that there is a small walkway around the edge of this. You see that there is waterways around it, you see there is a single bridge that leads from the docks to this house. The house appears to have two entrances at ground level, many windows, but they're all shuttered currently.
4: Do we go in subtly?
1: Let's go around the back.
2: See what we can do.
4: Um,
3: While we're walking, can Balance look around and see if there seems to be any lookouts that are Taking an interest in us?
1: Absolutely, you can. Take an investigation for me.
3: 25.
1: You notice as you guys make your way towards the docks, um, there appear to be um, four double ones that seem to be patrolling the little pathway around the edge of this building itself. Um, There are two human males, a human female, and a dwarf. They are all sporting very, very plainly double one tattoos on their shoulders.
3: In the mind link, balance is going to say there are four of them patrolling. If we start approaching, they're going to know something's up for sure.
2: Four. That's not a lot.
4: I could make a distraction. I cannot run them. The problem
3: is that this entire town is swarming with them. If we start a commotion here, then it's going to draw more of
4: them.
2: This is where I wish I hadn't had you burn off my tattoo.
4: You told me to.
2: No. Look, I I regret it, and I I don't regret it.
4: You regret it, and you don't.
2: It's It's useful, but I needed it gone, and I appreciate that you did it. And she pats you on the shoulder on the arm.
4: Okay, so Zatanna.
2: Actually, she get she gives you a hand squeeze.
4: So what is our plan? A plan. How do you want to do this? There, I mean, he's going to know you.
2: I usually just walk in the front door.
4: Well, let's walk in the front door then.
2: Let's balance. Got any better ideas?
3: This is your part of the story. We're just along for the ride.
1: Okay. As you approach the front door, as you cross this bridge, the door to the building itself opens, and you see a kind of gaggle of... No, that's not the right word. You see a group of young humans... Probably early 20s, late teens, the youngest, the oldest. And they all seem to be carrying large baskets and boxes. And they are thanking and smiling. And they're making their way across the bridge towards you. And as you pass, roll a perception check for me, any one of you.
3: Like all of us then? or Sure. God, uh, I got a five. Seven. I got an 11. Seven,
1: 5, Wow. Uh, Zoltana, you're probably a little bit too focused on getting in the building. Um, yeah, let's go with that. Like the two of you are kind of focused on getting into the building. You're focused on the enemies coming through. Raul, you notice that these people heading out, there's probably seven or eight of them. They're all carrying boxes of either food or armaments as they're making their way across this bridge. They seem to be heading in. Some. They are. Heading somewhere with determination, they know they're not randomly holding these things. they have a purpose, and you see the door close behind them, and then the two human males noticing that there are three odd characters making their way across this bridge, step forward, and one of them crosses his arms, flexing his uh flexing his biceps, his muscles, and you can see the uh the tattoo the double ones just. Proudly on display, he says. What, uh, what's your business here?
2: I get business with Anarino.
1: Yeah, well, so does off the city. He's a busy man dealing we're with old, this. We're old friends. Oh, really? How come I earlier. you? Who are you? My dad was Terran Thunderheart. You see him just like, look at you. Spit on the ground. Nah, don't mean nothing to me, sweetheart.
2: How how new are you to the organisation then?
1: Oh, I've been in it a few years, four or five years. Oh. That's why.
2: You're a baby. (laughs) Yeah. What about the name's Ravis? That ring a bell?
1: Take an insight check. You guys can too if you want. You are seeing this. I'm not restricting it any to Sultana.
4: Fifteen.
1: Eighteen. Oh. <laughs> That's crit. Twenty-three. I assume the fact that I got that, I got that aura site. That aura site going. Um you see what is a somewhat like standoffish presence? Momentarily flicker with fear. This is a name he recognizes for sure.
3: Balancing the mental link is gonna say to Zaltana, that one got him.
1: You see him kind of, like, regain his composure a bit and look over his companion who just, like, shrugs. His companion doesn't know the name at all. Yeah? What about him? Everyone knows Travis. Him.
2: I was engaged to him. <laughs>
1: well, fuck me sideways, really?
2: Yeah, really. <laughs> God damn. How's he doing? I haven't seen him in years.
1: Uh, well... Last I heard, he was, uh, you know, he's he's doing well for himself back in the uh, stronghold.
2: I've been meaning to go back. I ain't been back in years. I got some t- shit to talk to Honorino about. Let me through.
1: No, I can't do that. Sorry. You can spit names all you like, but you ain't getting past. He's, uh, he's a busy man. He's trying to, you know, save this shit hole. You know, when
2: I do go back to the stronghold, I could, uh, I could talk to Travis about you. It could be good. That could be Ben. We can see. That's an 18 intimidation. Oh, shit.
1: Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> you see him uh, take a step back. The threat in your voice is not missed. Um, and you see him take a step back. He's like, hang on a minute. Just uh, hang on there. Hang on a bit, miss. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. And you see him turn to his companion and he just indicates that he should come closer and he whispers something quietly in his ear and you see the younger lad rushing off into the building. You see him rap a few times and get a loud in. Oh, I'm just sending the uh sending Petey here and he'll uh, uh we'll see about your request. There's no need to uh, be telling Dravos no tales, no, you know, nothing out of school girl. Do I look like a rat to you? Nah we no ain't no rat. Ain't no rat. Oh, I don't see you as a rat. I'm not a rat. You're not a rat. No one needs to be rat anyone out of here. No one needs to speak in Stravos about me, all right? No. Just... We don't need no
2: rats in the organization. You know what happens to rats in the Double Ones.
1: Yeah. I know what happens to rats. I've dealt with rats. Oh, I ain't no rat.
2: And and you know what happens to people in the Double Ones who don't respect their elders. You
1: see him, like, swallow. He's still very nervous of you. At this moment, you see the young Lads come out name evidently being PT. whisper something in the uh, you know the human's ear and says like well Onorino apparently wants to see you." I knew he would he's asked you leave your shit behind here though mm. gotta so, be fair no one's allowed in there with weapons see
2: I understand that but uh, my sword wouldn't like it if I left him behind I'll leave you my hand, my I'll leave you my everything else, but I'm keeping my great sword. And sh- hold on,
1: oh, that's not a good persuasion check. You see him square up a little bit. this "Nah, you've all got to leave your weapons behind. Them's the rules." I mean, he's a really busy man. He's trying to do a world of good here, trying to save this shill. Oh, I mean, chatvok. Mm-hmm. So just drop your weapons here. If you need to say it, you say in words and not weapons. It's just common courtesy. It's not,
2: the weapon isn't for, for hurting him. The weapon is legit that my sword would be pissed at me if I left it.
1: Sorry, I can't let you in. Uh, he, he set these rules. And if I tell him that, you know, that you refuse to give up your sword, he will understand. I promise you to get your stuff back. No, I'm not, I'm not, a fa- well, I'm a thief, don't get me wrong, but I don't steal from double <laughs> ones. Them's the bloody rules. Yes.
2: That's true. That's those are the rules. Oh, God, I don't know if I want to like risk and trying to intimidate him again because I feel like if I fail, it's I'm gonna go badly. I'm gonna
1: say you've tr- you've intimidated him. You've tried persuasion. Persuasion was the tact you're going for. Yeah. So.
4: Raul just looks down at you and cracks his knuckles.
1: <laughs> she
2: hands over her weapons and she says, like quietly to um to Morn, "Don't worry, I'm coming back for you." I'll be back in 10 minutes, 15 at most.
0: Are you sure it
3: wouldn't be better if I just came with you? Your
2: vengeance. This I can't get past this guy with you in my arms. I did my best. I'll give you his... And then she whispers... I'll give you a soul later.
0: Give me to him.
1: As uh, she hands
2: over the weapons.
1: You see something pass on this young man's face when you hand Callin Morn over. I want you to roll Callin Morn's charisma roll. Okay. I'm so bad. just roll a straight d20 for me. Okay. That's a 10. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> You guys hand over your weapons. Balance are you handing your weapons over? Sure. Raul isn't carrying any weapons, he is a weapon. <laughs> Unless he wants a nice hoodie.
3: The only <laughs> weapon I really need is one that if it gets removed, I'm dead anyways.
1: Exactly. So you guys, yeah, you see balance handing over you see balance handing over all his weapons. We don't see Raul like putting his arms around him and like having him fire lift, you know, you see none of that crap. Um, Zoltani, you hand over all your weapons. And Mm -hmm. you hand over Kalin Morn in his his scabbard. You see the man take the weapon. You see his face go very, very pale. (laughs) And you see him tremble a little. And you see him almost mechanically, his eyes glazed over. They've kind of almost cross-eyed, but not quite. He's definitely not staring into the right space. Just holding the weapon back out to Zoltana. Zoltana takes Kalin Morn back. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I told you he would
4: be mine
2: (laughs) God Cal I love you
5: Perhaps You should walk on before He
3: regains his senses
2: Yeah And uh, she walks With Cal strapped back to her back She walks into the place The guy in that wand (laughs) It's like, ah, I oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy now. I can feed my, I can feed Honorino soul to Cal.
1: You think? Okay. And with that, you guys walk into Honorino's stronghold. Doom. Um. Hi, I'm Trevor.
5: And I am Titus.
1: Um. So we're just here to say thank you for listening to the episode. Um.
5: Yes, we appreciate your endurance and your patience.
1: Uh, I, I feel like you need to apologise for your nakedness too. I just think that's a thing.
5: No, we don't have time for useless trivialities like that. We've got the world to save.
1: Okay, so if you want to help save the world, the first thing you can do is probably find the rest of the crew on Twitter.
5: Yes, at tldpod.
1: Um, And also you can find the rest of their family on a website somewhere?
5: Yes, thespark.network.
1: Nailed it! And finally, what's the last thing they can do to help?
5: They could review us a a review on a thing called iTunes. I believe the the one star rating is
1: no. Uh, the best thing will be a five star rating. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Jesus Christ! Okay, leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! The start <laughs> network. Imagine, Imagine what, what your idea, idea
0: can do.
4: Whatever we need to do. Whatever you need me to do. Just let me know.
2: I need you to be hard. Um, I mean... Phrasing, please.
4: Should I be like oh, on a God. scale from one to ten?
2: Like <laughs> six, six
4: inches to... at least.
2: Shut the fuck up. Oh my God. It's, I don't... God, your mind is more in the gutter than mine tonight. Jesus.
4: <laughs> Shouldn't I kill them?
2: You might need to. Um,
1: if you want to get hold of the rest of the crew, you can find them on Twitter.
5: That'll be at the TLD
1: pod. Actually, it's just at TLD pod, not at the TLD pod. That won't get you anywhere. But you can also find our, like the rest of the crew's family at uh, some website.
5: Yes, that would be at the Spark Network.
1: The Spark Network!
0: (laughs) I see. (laughs) Welcome back to... Wait. Where am I? What's this? Josh, we need you to
5: record this promo clip, blah, blah, blah. You better do a good job or we are quitting your BS curse of straw nonsense. Well, uh, I'm not quite sure how to take that, but hey, everybody, I'm the current DM for Taking Initiative, a D&D 5e podcast. We're a bunch of goofs that love the game and wanted to share our play style at the table while still delivering a story you can enjoy and follow, even if you've never played the game before. We're Taking Initiative wherever you get your podcasts, or you can go to the
0: spark.network for all other info a cassette tape montage for promo a cassette tape really Kent just the man I was looking Uh, for I'm so
1: clumsy today (laughs) I'm going to tie the pants around his head so that he can't speak or see
0: it's our scene Kent it's our scene and Kent halflings in particular small Mm. ugly children looking motherfuckers like (laughs) yourself Castle Ravenloft's doors are always open to you